What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. So we have Amina on the podcast today who is a friend of mine who I love deeply as a human. But then on top of that, and I didn't like know this when I met her, I met her at a brunch and we started talking and I was like, wow, you are as fascinating as you are cool and charming, um, has done a lot of what she calls zigzags in her career. So I think this is a really good episode for somebody who you know, maybe isn't in the best place in their career or is in a good place, but doesn't necessarily like where they are. This is a really good lesson in taking chances and zigzagging. Um, and we also talk about what she currently does, which is Ron PS, which is the new rebranded name for the private suite, which is a, it's his own terminal at LAX. If you haven't heard of this, you literally do not go to the airport you drive past the airport uh, to a private secure building where you enter your own suite and there is staff that checks you in, handles your bags, there's your own TSA, your own customs, the whole thing. And they drive you on the tarmac to the plane. <laughs> it's really incredible. Um, and the logistics of something like that are so monumental that we talk about how you even have a company like that, how it starts, how it runs, all of that. So Please enjoy. Outside of being happy to just catch up with you, I think I'm very excited to understand how the hell the private suite works. <laughs> if I tell you, I'll have to kill you. It's kind it's, of the secret sauce. You I know mean, what? I, I, this is what I always say. I always say is that what we do is extremely complex. And it is. It's very complex. It's very uh, high stakes. You know what I mean? I mean, we're we're freaking driving BMWs on the airfield. <laughs> I mean, like, like, like we could be crashing into planes, right? We're not, obviously. But yeah, like it's very crazy. It's a complicated concert of of uh, legislative gymnastics. Uh, dealing with high security, high risk situations by nature of some of the people that we serve, 
uh, operating in a stressful environment where there's literally like, you know, massive aircraft driving by you, uh, where you're dealing with like timestamps that matter, where it's like, okay, the plane is departing at 357 and the client wants to be in the plane at 355 because they don't want anyone to see them, right? Like things like that. Yeah, so it's like everything it's, it's, has it's to like be the most famous people in the world, basically. That's right. Most influential, most notorious, right, at times. But it's it's very complicated. But hopefully, if we do our job right, you as a customer don't know that. Yeah. You know, like, I never want a customer to feel how complicated it is. And I think, hopefully, I think we do a good job doing that where it feels serene and people are like, oh, it's that thing at the airport. It's it like feels a, so know, it's serene. Like a members club. And it's like in the back, we're like freaking out. But then when we deliver someone to the plane or you know, on an arrival into their car and that mission you know, yeah, yeah. Almost is complete. It's very rewarding. What okay, so let's I want to talk about what you were doing before for multiple reasons. One, because I feel like a lot of people want to transition out of their current jobs and mm-hmm. you totally did. So mm-hmm. what were you doing before? And then I really want people for people who don't know that I really want you to explain kind of like what private suite is because it's just, I mean, now there's enough people on the internet using it, but like, it's really unbelievable. So what were you doing before? Yeah. So, you know, I think that my career has been a zigzag. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think hopefully it'll continue to be a zigzag to me. Mm -hmm. That's, that's to me, that is a fulfilling career. And I think the world, the way it is today is that it can be as exact, right? I think that, you know, maybe 30 years ago was really hard where it was like... No, you, you had to like pick a path. You did and you were like, you know, and you got the gold watch at year 50 or whatever. And like, that was that, right? <laughs> but like now, now like because the world is changing so fast that I think that, first of all, for, for something, and I'll, I'll be more specific in a second about my specific career path, but like for something like PS, which by the way, we rebranded to PS, everyone's still stuck on private suites. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I'll get over it. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, for something like PS, there is no career, no straight line career that would have prepared anyone no. to run mm-hmm. this business. Right. And that is because of the world of innovation that we're in every day. We're inventing as a, as a, as a world, new categories, new industries that by definition, there is no one that has done them before. And so Mm -hmm. the zigzags are good, I think. So for me, Mm -hmm. um, hopefully the zigzag makes sense and and makes sense why it has led me to PS because I was recruited by the private equity firm that owns us to run the business and, and private equity firms do that. They, they buy companies or they fund companies and then say, well, let's put together the management team that we think will make this successful. My career path was, I have two degrees in finance. Like, I don't know why. It's like one wasn't enough. <laughs> one from uh, McGill University in Montreal and one from uh, Wharton, the Wharton Where School. Where did you visit. grow up again? I grew up, oh, I grew up in Abu Dhabi. You grew up in Abu Dhabi? Yeah, so I'm, I'm Algerian, was born in Algeria. Grew up in Abu Dhabi, went to college in Montreal, Canada. And then, that's a change. You know, that's a minor yeah, change. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, I tried to get as far away from my family as possible. <laughs> the opposite, um, I'll pick the opposite culture and yeah, terrain. Yeah, like, bye. No, <laughs> uh, kind of. 
and the real reason I went to, you know, I knew I wanted to go to college in North America. That was always the dream. And I had like extended family in Montreal. Mm-mm. So my parents, you know, like slept totally better alone. at night. Yeah. Meanwhile, I saw them once the entire four years I was there. Yeah, well, sure. like that, that wasn't the point. I now know as a parent. <laughs> the point was that they, they slept better at night. They like, yeah. should anything happen? Like, I don't know what was going to happen. Slip on the ice. Like, I don't know what they were expecting. <laughs> that happened, but nothing happened. It all worked out. Saw them, saw the extended family once. Uh, and then after college, you know, again, I could have taken the linear track which was to go into investment banking because everyone with a finance degree went into investment banking, had a couple mm-hmm. offers, all that stuff. And instead I moved to China. Where <laughs> like, in China? Yeah, so I moved to China. I lived in Beijing for a year and Shanghai for five years. Our next partner is something you all know that I use every day. Athletic Greens is my favorite way to start the day because just one scoop of this stuff has everything you need. It's 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. So you don't need to take anything else. It's everything in one thing. Isn't that incredible? I take it personally in a scoop of water every morning and just throw it in and chug. Uh, My mom will throw it in a smoothie. Davide takes it too, because you know that man is not taking a vitamin or eating many vegetables. It's lifestyle friendly. It has no GMOs, no chemicals. It contains less than one gram of sugar. It supports mental clarity and alertness. I swear if you take it consistently and then stop taking it, you can feel the difference when you stop taking it. And listen, it costs you less than $3 a day. It also has over 7,000 five-star reviews. Athletic Greens is recommended by professional athletes, trusted leading health experts, such as Tim Ferriss. What else do you need? To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash best and the number four. That's athleticgreens.com slash best four to take some ownership over your health. Just pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance that you need, get back on track, start feeling good, know that you're doing right by your butt athleticgreens.com slash best for. Hello, I'm Ariana Maddox, reality TV star, author, mixologist, and major daydreamer. My show, Earth to Ariana, is where we can all get lost in conversation together. Whether it's the weird things we fangirl over or our trauma and triumphs, we all have a story to tell, including you. We really are all connected, and I can't wait to explore these conversations with you. Every week, we will be putting on our comfiest PJs, circling up with a cocktail, and chatting with fans and friends alike. We might even get a little too comfortable. Check out Earth to Ariana anywhere you listen to podcasts. We release new episodes every week. Davide lived in Shanghai. He and did? It is his, like, at night when we talk about our hopes and dreams, it's Shanghai for him. How long was he there for? Only, like, uh, I think, like, a little bit over a year because he was doing, he set up everything for suit supply. Like, he was, like, one of the first people there. And so he would go there. Yeah, he was, he talks, like, that's his. Do you know what year he was there? Because 
No, but I would die if you were there at the same time. That would have been really good. It's his favorite place in the world. And ask him if he knows Dodo Allegranti. He does. (laughs) What? No. Because I know that because that's who else has named that. That is so funny because I'm like, I had and and Giacomo Barretta might know him. I feel like all the Italians in Shanghai knew each other. Yeah, duh. (laughs) Yeah, obviously. All the Italians find each other, other. including in Italy somehow. There's like they're enemies or they find each other. It's really one or the other. Amazing. No, I'm him and I need to reminisce about like the Shanghai days. What brought you to China? So what brought me to China was in undergrad, I took up Mandarin kind of as an elective, it turned into a minor. And then it was kind of, it was maybe an act of rebellion in a way where I was like, I can't go into investment banking. Like, cause, because I think, I think for me from the start, the linear path scared me. Yeah. yeah. It just wasn't interesting to me. And it was more than that. It was scary where I was like, I want to do random shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to do what I want. I don't want anyone to be like, okay, you study finance. Now go work at Goldman Sachs for the yeah. rest of your life. Right. So, you know, here I was, I actually didn't even attend my graduation. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go to China because I speak <laughs> Mandarin. Turns out I didn't speak Mandarin because <laughs> turns out you can study all the Mandarin you want, but unless you live in China, yeah, you're never going to learn speak Mandarin. So mm-hmm. it's like, I landed in China and I was like, I got this. And I opened my mouth and like said something. And they were like, what nope. the hell are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, go learn manner. So, <laughs> so, you know, the plan, I didn't really have a plan. I, the plan was just go to China, learn some more Mandarin. And that turned into six years. That turned into me working in finance. <laughs> finance kept following me. Uh, but it was great. It was in Shanghai. And I was working on a hotel investment fund. Uh, and cool. I, that was like back. But yeah, and, and I was like the analyst. So like I did all the grunt work, but it was amazing. And it was like, fast pace. It was all the things. And then was I that you and a bunch friend. of men. Sorry. Was that you and a bunch of men? Always. Right. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, still is kind of, we're changing that a little bit of PS, but you know, I think, I think the world is far from it being the opposite. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're moving in the right direction. Definitely. But unless you work and then, and then there's, uh, unfortunately there's some industries that are skewed too much the other way. Yeah. Like, well, that's like the, where yeah. are the men in fashion and where are the men in like marketing? And like, you know, mm-hmm. I think, you know, the answer somewhere in the middle and it's a balance. And like, we haven't, we, we over index one way or another, but certainly in finance, it's still just a bunch of dudes. So, and then two friends were starting a boutique hotel in Shanghai. I'm sure Davide knows it called mm-hmm. Urban, U-R-B-N. Uh, and I joined them like right when they had raised money. Uh, and we, the three of us kind of built the first, this was like the heyday of boutique hotels right mm-hmm. now. It's like, whatever, it's a boutique hotel, but this was like, you know, yeah, like that was Paris a new concept. stayed there and Kanye stayed there. Like we were like, we had like the coolest hotel in probably China, uh, which the bar was low at the time, but so we did that. And then we consulted for hotel developers in China to help them make their lame hotels cool. Cool. So that was fun. But, you know, one day you wake up and, and China, you know, I don't know. Have you been? No, I'm dying to go. I mean, it's you're in a peril. I feel like you have to go. I have. Yeah. No. I it's, it's, And see how the sausage is made. Like, there, <laughs> you know? I'm, no, yeah. it's a huge. That in Tokyo are like our two things. We just... It was just hard, you I mean, with COVID. And it's hard with a baby. We finally got to travel, and now we have a child, and it's like, yeah. No, it's hard, and it's funny because I was telling my husband Josh because he was like, "Travel's gone forever for us." I'm like, "It's not," no. but like, but like, 
we're not going to India tomorrow with her son. Like that's he's five months old. Like that's not happening. That's by the way, intense, some right? people do. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> we're yeah, not right like we're not like backpacking down the mekong like with no. our son like we're mm-hmm. not again you're right some people do but like that's no that's not for me for a little yeah, bit. No. and what was i saying i forget but so anyway you, oh yeah we're making china, hotels cool yeah we're making hotels cool and then china is it's magical it's electric it's like it's the most fast paced fast changing place. There's like millions of people in the street all hours a day. And it was the right time. I felt like I caught it. I was there 2005 to 2011. I caught it just like accidentally, like cool. right at, mm-hmm. like it's inflection point of growth. And it was just, it was so exciting. I mean, Davide will tell you, it sounds like he still uh, speaks of it fondly. The problem with China, you know, and nowhere's perfect is that as a foreigner, you never belong, right? Mm. And I don't know if it's by design or by accident or whatever, but like six years in China, I woke up one day and I was like, what's the plan? Like, I need to get out of here. Like, I'm not going to become Chinese. It's not a a country you immigrate to. It's not a country you can or want to necessarily. It's so foreign. And in a way, and the appeal is that foreignness, right? Of course. The appeal is that contrast. Like, you don't want to assimilate because then it becomes maybe boring. You know what I mean? It's like... So that's the appeal, but that appeal gets old, right? After a while, you're like, you know what? I'd love to like not have to flex into a foreign language 150 times a day and like hurt my brain or like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'd like to just like be comfortable. So anyway, so six years in, I did what every last soul does is I was like, I'll go to business school because then I can just (laughs) kick the tire down the road for two years as I figure out what I want to do. So, uh, so I went to Wharton. So you just went to the best business school ever. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Like I, they liked my story, I guess. So I had to say, yes, no, it's, it, it was an amazing experience. Did that for two years, met the man that would become my first husband. He unfortunately passed away four years ago, but the story could, so life is you a guys met at just, school. Yeah. We met at school. Mm-hmm. We met at school. Wait, he was a business leader too. He was. So he was. But I know he was, he was a, a free jumper. He, yeah, you're right. He was. He's. He was a unique breed, and I guess in most business schools, there's a lot of unique breeds. So he was in the military. He was oh, a I seal, a Navy that. seal, who left the military to join the business world for some reason. Uh, <laughs> and so we met at Wharton, and then and then he he worked in oil and gas after that, but kept up his uh, very dangerous hobbies, which ultimately mm. uh, killed him, unfortunately. But, you know, he was happy and he was a base jumper and wingsuit flyer on the side. And, and, and that's how he passed away, and unfortunately, uh, too young. But we met mm. there. And so then we met, moved to Houston and I ended up in finance again. And I ended up in private equity. So private equity- You and him had moved to Houston together. Together, yes, exactly. Um, really for his- career path, which was in oil and gas, which is like Houston is the capital of that. And like, we were from there and like, I've lived 150 million places. So had he. And I think, again, I guess zigzag is a theme in my life in geography in Mm -hmm. career choice and, you know, in everything. And, and so I was, I, I think I've learned to like, not be attached to a place where it's like, okay, let's move to Houston. It doesn't have to be forever. Yeah. It could be a minute. It could be five years, it could be 10 years. And like, 
by the way, if we don't like it, we leave. Like you're not chained down to a place. I know people I get so people scared of that. that. People overthink that. People think, am I going to make the right choice? Blah, 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 blah. I mean, I think that's what holds a lot of people back from doing a lot of cool things. Yeah. And I always say that like in life and in business, like it's really important to differentiate between a reversible and an irreversible decision. Mm. And but, people get worked up about reversible decisions, mm-hmm. right? It's like, oh my God, should I work, move to Miami? And it's like, yeah, move there. If you leave. hate it, get out of place, <laughs> <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like, should you have a kid? Irreversible, right? Like yeah. you probably want to think that one through, but very few decisions are irreversible. Mm. It's like two or three. Yeah, absolutely. Even frankly, marrying someone reversible. Yeah, totally reversible. (laughs) No, it is right now. Hopefully you don't want to. That doesn't mean it's not going to be messy, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean it's not going to be painful, but like, you know, very few decisions are irreversible. But anyway, so just to end the career question. So I worked in private equity in Houston for for a pretty large private equity firm. How long did you stay there after he passed away? Five years. Oh, after he passed away a week. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm just sure you had to just. Yeah, well, I was like, there's no reason for me to be here anymore. Yeah. You know, we were there together and, you know, and then I got the opportunity right as he passed away. It was so random. It fell from the sky to run this business. Mm. Literally, it happened. I guess I believe in divine intervention, but it was like, for me, at that point, I was in free fall pun not intended. All right. As he passed away, I was just like, what do I do? Like, why am I like, I don't want to be in Houston. Fine. Reversible. Right. But where do I go? Cause my, my dad lives in France. My sister lives in France. My mom lives in Algeria. I've never lived in any of those places really. Like I didn't want to leave the U like, it was just like, you know, I was just like, well, then you're mourning. I was, I mean, I was like, what do whole, I do? Yeah. I don't want to work in finance anymore. And then this opportunity came. And for me, I just needed to throw myself into something. And this was the perfect something. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to PS. We are the yeah, only I was like, how do you describe, like, what is your, like, your you one sentence like, description of PS? <laughs> it's, it's, we are a company that operates private airport terminals. I always say it so slowly so people understand it. For commercial flights. So what does that mean? You know, Pia, you've experienced that. It means that when you fly commercial, i.e. on any airline, you know, American Airlines, United, British Airways, et cetera, through, say, LAX, we're growing, by the way, we're opening in two more locations. But, um, <gasps> yep, more on that in a second. But when you fly, say, from LA to London on British Airways, you mm-hmm. can not step into the airport as you know it at all and instead come to a secret terminal, a secret building that hopefully if we've done our job right, feels nothing like an airport because people hate airports. Mm -hmm. So why would we build an airport? (laughs) And it feels more like, I don't know, you tell me like a members club or like a members club. Yeah. Right. It feels there's no, it's like, it's like we turn the It doesn't feel like airport. a members club. If the, the salon feels like a members club yeah. because there's, it's a shared space, but the suites, it feels like way more luxury than a members club because you're going into a private room. Yeah. So that maybe feels like a hotel suite or something. It feels like a hotel it, mm-hmm. with accommodations that are unparalleled to anything that I've ever hey, experienced good. Yay. in my life. Pay you later. 
Um, no, but like, you know, we, we literally looked at the airport and we said, why does that have to be lines? Why do you have to like check your bags? Why do you have to like mm-hmm. walk through hallways, right? And just flip it on its head. And so there's none of those things, as you know. I don't know why somebody hasn't, a friend of mine that I grew up with in Pasadena's dad is a genius and owns a company that like makes parts for NASA. And wow. he'll, he'll, he's actually, I would love to connect you with him. Yeah, uh, I'd love that. He's the most fascinating. He has his own library in an airport hangar in Burbank. Like he's so cool. He was telling me that a college hired him to reorganize the way that like college dorms at some school were functioning, like to create more of a community for new students. And he just looked at the layout of dorms. He thought about how kids interact with one another. He made a more like circular, like he just physically redesigned a space based on like research and science of how people operate amongst one another to like make the integration into school a more pleasing one, which then long-term helped studying. And so that, you know, it was like all these different things. Why the fuck hasn't somebody done this with an airport? The airport is the most archaic, uncomfortable. People turn into complete savages. Mm-hmm. Checking the fact that a bag just comes on a, we're just supposed <laughs> to have trust. This is like a trust tree with a bunch of stranger that no one's going to take your shit. It, it, the whole thing. I don't know why everybody turns into a freak the moment they get there. It's like Lord of the Flies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it totally is. It brings out the worst in people, right? But for, and me, I think, for a famous and by the person. Way, it's way worse in the U.S. Yes. It's not like internationally. This. Yeah. And that's because in this post 9-11 world, right? Mm-hmm. we all freaked out. Now I wasn't here. So you guys all freaked out. Yeah. Going to the airport <laughs> was like, we might all die. Right. And, and over indexed for security. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's just, this is what happened. It just becomes very fear based at the expense of sure hospitality, but more than that, at the expense of frankly, dignity. Yeah. Like sometimes, sometimes you go through an airport and you're like yelled at and you're like, what? <laughs> You're yelled at publicly. We have no shoes on. Yeah. Your bag is being opened in front of people. I put like something in his shoe, Uh, right? Once. mm -mm. I mean, again, I'm not saying it's the bad, that was a bad move, but we're like, okay, no more shoes ever. But just only in the US, it's so odd. And it's, it's to open, to have to open your bag. The fact is, the people who can afford private suite are, uh, or PS, sorry. It's, yes. but we're, but there has to be someone that important somewhere that says like, we all deserve to like get on a plane to go on our hard earned vacation or to, on a work trip or to visit our families and not have our cortisol spiked and to feel like we like got in trouble in kindergarten by a teacher, by like a TSA person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, like, you know, we're not going to sit here and pretend that PS is for everyone. We're absolutely in high, high luxury. Like that's the business we're in. That's the category that this business can exist in. You know, I would love to figure out how to move down market. I really would. And and I, I think about it all the time and it's something we'll do eventually. But in the meantime, what we are doing is taking traffic away from the airport. Well, if, because- a, if a famous person walks through LAX, which I've seen many times in my yeah, life, it's a shit show. it is fucking chaos. The shit show for everyone. For everybody. Right, right. It's like not safe. No, that's right. It creates bottleneck. It creates security threats, all that stuff. 
there have since been a zero of that in LAX since we've existed. So we're diverting not only the, some traffic, just people away from the airport, hence making the airport just more pleasant for everyone, but we're also diverting that like high attention mm-hmm. traffic that, that causes ripple effect. And when Kim Kardashian walked through, used to walk through the commercial airport, it was a disaster. Like good luck getting through security or getting on your plane, right? If you've been following me for a year, a month, a week, even a day, you can probably tell that something I'm incredibly passionate about is supporting Italian brands. And one of these is a makeup brand called Espresso, which I'm sure you have seen me use. You may have seen their viral clear blush that blends into your skin's pH level glassy on your Instagram or TikTok feed recently. I've been using their products for a while. And when I tell you that the quality is truly top tier, I'm not exaggerating. All the formulas are clean and they're expertly crafted in their professional beauty labs in Italy. And they're all up to standards that comply with EU regulations. Espresso aims to be a part of your daily morning routine, just like a cup of coffee for any Italian. So if you're a fan of the no makeup makeup look, this brand is a thousand percent for you. The different products in their collection create a makeup routine that is truly easy and very simple, yet bold and authentic. One of the coolest things about the brand is that all of their products are infused with caffeine. Their lipsticks contain Arabica seed oil, which not only nourishes your lips, but makes them smell like coffee. So you get the full espresso vibe. Another thing that I'm truly obsessed with when it comes to espresso is that they're genuinely constantly trying to improve their environmental practices. So as of March, 2021, they are a carbon neutral company and have since made additional efforts to reduce this even further. Their ABC concealer, which is one of the best that I've ever used, includes 30% more product per unit compared to any other industry competitors. This is not only positive for the environment, also gives you a bang for your buck. And by the way, it contains caffeine. So it makes your eyes like nice and bright. Right now you can head to their website and get 15% off your purchase using my discount code best. Head to espresso.com. That's E-S-P-R-E-S-S-O-H.com and stock up on all your Italian beauty essentials today. And remember, there is no X and espresso. Local Eclectic is a woman-founded, woman-run online jewelry store based in Chicago that carries unique jewelry from independent designers all over the world. They've worked with over 80 designers over the years to empower other women entrepreneurs and support their small businesses. And with so much variety, there's truly a piece of jewelry to fit every style and every occasion from delicate solid gold pieces you'll never take off to the perfect statement earring that will complete your summer wedding guest look because you know you have a million weddings left. (laughs) I partnered with Local Eclectic to curate a surprise box. Isn't this so exciting? The surprise box is one of their most loved customer favorites. And I hand selected a variety of products that feel exactly like my style for only $69. This is a very limited edition. So hurry up and go to localeclectic.com slash Pia to grab yours. Each box has a ring, a necklace, and a set of earrings. Like I said, they were all handpicked by me. Two of their most popular brands are designed in-house and offer affordable solid gold jewelry that's heirloom quality with an accessible price point because they believe that everyone deserves fine jewelry. The team is woman-led with everything from marketing to customer service, fulfillment, run in-house at their Chicago headquarters. It's a total dream. 
Local Eclectic is all about fitting your eclectic style. Shop my limited edition, personally curated surprise box at www.localeclectic.com slash Pia. Also, Local Eclectic is offering my listeners an exclusive deal. It's 15% off your first purchase with code BEST through September 30th. This is their best discount available to take advantage while you can. Again, that is code BEST, B-E-S-T, for 15% off your first order at Local Eclectic. That is L-O-C-A-L-E-C-L-E-C-T-I-C.com. I grew up in LA. We would, you know, I had brothers in college. We were, I've traveled quite a bit with my parents. We would see some sort of celebrity almost every time we'd go to the airport. And it was, it was a mob scene. Yeah, exactly. So that doesn't happen anymore at at the airport because of us. And so we're opening in Atlanta (gasps) in two months. Atlanta. Yeah. So Atlanta's interesting because it's a so huge first, layover at, place too, right? Like, so Atlanta is the busiest airport in the United States, fun fact. Because of the connectivity, as you said, to... It's a hub. It's just an airport yeah. hub. Delta's headquartered there, et cetera. Atlanta is also the number one film and TV production city yes. in the United States now. Yes, 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 yes. And so that. the amount of travel that happens between Hollywood... And Atlanta is massive. And mm-hmm. we see that, you know, we're, we're in that world. And as we discussed, that talent wow. is using us on this end. And so we're excited to serve them on the other end. And then, so that's opening in, you know, 60 to 90 days. And then Miami, which I'm very excited about, is opening in about a year. Cool. And that one is like, we're in the design stage now. And uh, that one will be huge. I love Miami. We all love Miami. Who I doesn't love Miami? Love I love Miami. Like I would live you, there. I'm like, if you, me too. I'm like, if you don't love Miami, I'm like, go away. I can't talk to you. Okay. Yes. So just to quickly explain what happens. So you don't, like you said, you do not go to the airport. Yep. You go to a private entryway, which is super it's, understated. It's our own building, right? It's our own, own, like, own building. I always tell people, it's like, you know, you go to the airport and usually you're like, do I go to terminal one, two or three or four? Here, you're not going to any of those. You're going to like the secret You pass terminals. the airport. Yeah, exactly. You're ba- so you've given all of your flight information mm-hmm. to PS. They send you a message. Your flight is on time. Please arrive by X time. By the way, you can arrive early. Before as well. To, mm-hmm. Like way mm-hmm. early. Because Please don't come late. There's yeah, a shower. If you have a suite, you're in a shower. There's a shower. If you have a mm-hmm. baby, there's every kind of diaper. There's diaper cream. There's, I mean, the st- the food and the, like the drinks the and the cocktails and, like the, and the, the snacks. Food. I mean, it's the products in the bathroom just for this every possible thing you could think of that you would need to create a more comfortable travel situation for yourself. It's on tra- like wrinkle release spray. For your life. <laughs> <laughs> we have it all. We have it all. And then you go through private, your own security. So by the way, yeah. it, there's, I've also never seen like another person in there. And that's by design. So if you're in a private suite, again, it's that orchestration. Does it ever happen if there's two people on the same flight though? We don't see each other. Yeah. So if you're, cool. so if you, if you book a private suite, our pledge to you is dedicated privacy. So hopefully 
you don't see anyone while you're there except for the team mm-hmm. that is there to help you. So the, when you get escorted to, through security, as you know, it's just you and your family or whoever's traveling with you. Even if there's other travelers on your flight, they don't see you, you don't see them. And that's, again, that's just the business we're in as we pledge privacy amongst other things, obviously. So it's very complex because it's like, yeah, you know, family A has to go through at 1159. Family B is on the same flight. They have to go through 11, you know, 1203. And then it's like, let's make sure they don't see each other. Like, you know, whatever. Some people just don't want to be seen. Yeah. And by the way, we realized that we were kind of accidentally in the business of social distancing. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't have a word for it then. We're like, oh, that's what we do. Interesting. (laughs) Then you get into a, a BMW. Yeah. And you are driven on the tarmac. Yep. To the airplane. And you walk up the steps of the side of the plane into the entrance and just get onto your seat. Correct. And then they're waiting for you when you land. Yep. And you do the same thing in reverse. And then they bring your bags to call you. By the way, we did the salon just going on a trip to New York. That was really quick and drove ourselves to the airport, left the car there. It was washed when we got back. Yeah. Yeah. We washed the car for you and you're gone. And when we landed, we just got in our own car and drove home. And it was, we got in the car and we were like, this is, this is unbelievable. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's yeah. so ridiculous. I, what I like about the experience we, we provide is that it's more about the feeling, right? That yeah. it's like, you can, we can talk about it till blue in the face, right? But like, unless you experience it, that feeling what we're, what we're helping you do is avoid the feelings that come with an airport. Mm-hmm. You have none of them. The yeah, anxiety, the like, what time is it? The like, where's my gate? The like, I need, you know, the planning, I need to go to the bathroom and then I pick up a magazine and then where's my gate and the blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Like none of that exists with us. You're just like, no. you're just chilling, right? You're just like, it's serene. <laughs> I want to spend the rest of this episode talking about how you have made this happen. Like, how do you go to what I'm like the government and like explain to them that you want to put random people in cars and have them driving around the tarmac of LA? Yeah. So, you know, I think our origin story is really important because it sets the stage for how we were able to pull this off. Like okay. if like you and me, like Pia and Amina, like knocked on the doors of Department of Homeland Security and were like, hey, we were driving BMWs on the airport. They'd be like, get out of here, right? Yeah. But like, that's not what happened. So we were actually founded by a gentleman named Gavin DeBecker, okay. who some people, a lot of people in LA have heard of him, even nationally. So Gavin has a business that he's had for, I think, 30 years. That's his namesake. It's called Gavin DeBecker and Associates GDBA. And his business is protecting the world's most influential people. So it's public that he, his company protects Jeff Bezos, for example. Okay. And other, you know, clients. Uh, Jeff Bezos is a public one that, that everyone knows. Yeah, exactly. So people like that. Okay. So he's, been in that business forever. He came up with this idea because he saw a version of it in Heathrow and London. 
There is a version of PS. It's not exactly the same. It's not a separate building. It's more of a lounge at the airport, but it's a kind of similar. It's actually the only thing globally that's, that's pretty similar. And he saw that his clients used that there. Got it. And so he told his investors, the private equity firm that mm-hmm. owns us, hey, we should do this in the US. They said, okay, you get it up and going because you're in the world of security. Mm-hmm. You have that credibility. And then we'll hire a team to like run with it. And like, he's not involved. But he, by the way, it took three or four years to I'm just get sure. Yes of lobbying, explaining, pitching, all that by him. And it took someone like him, right? Who's like, he is in the security business mm-hmm. in the most elite kind of it, right? Yeah. And and the, the short answer is Department of Homeland Security is involved. You know, the police is involved. The port authority is involved. Customs and Border Protection is involved. Yeah. TSA is involved. It takes a lot of parties to make this happen. And we had to get clearances along the way for things that there were no me- there was no mechanism to get clearance for. Do you know what I mean? It's like, uh-huh. how do you get approval to build to drive a BMW on the tarmac when it's like it's not like there's a, a rule that says you can't even. It's like, it was like unfathomable, right? <laughs> yeah. so, it's like, so, so it's not like you had to change the rules. Because if any other like, case, if there was like a the car driving there, it would be like shot down. Like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it took three or four years, I think closer to four years. Wow. And a lot of trips to DC. And actually in 2019, we actually even had to operate under a pilot program where they finally gave us all the approvals. But they were like, we're not ready to write this into law because like, let's just see how it goes essentially to test our operation. And in 2019, we finally got written into like the Homeland Appropriations Bill. Whoa. Yeah. To say that you can have a private airport terminal for commercial flights. And this is PSA. all After domestic airports? Yeah, well... The way it is, it's, it's capped. Like there's automatic approval for, I think, eight in the United States. Okay. And it's for us essentially to designate which eight we want. And then if we grow beyond that, which we will, hopefully we'll just, you know, we'll have proven that this yeah. is a worthwhile model and they'll give us more. But it's, it's very complicated. And it's a trust that we don't take for granted and that we essentially re-earn every day. Yeah. Right. Because like, if you think about it, it's like we control, we have people in our hands. And like, if we really wanted to, we're not going to, we don't do this. We would never do this. It's like, we don't have to walk them through security. We could just like rent, let them run on the airfield yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. like, yeah. or whatever. It's like, here's a side gate, go run on the tarmac, whatever. Obviously we'll do that. But like, there's a lot of trust that comes with essentially operating a terminal as a private enterprise. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. How well do you take care of your car? Think about it. Pretty well, right? I'm sure you get it washed. I'm sure you get it serviced. Especially if you had to keep the same one your whole life. That's how our brains work. They need help too. So why don't we treat them that way? How we care for our minds affects how we experience life. So it's important to invest time and care into keeping them healthy. There are plenty of ways to support a healthy brain, like learning a new language, taking a power nap, but there's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. You guys know I am a huge advocate for therapy. 
I've been in therapy since eighth grade. But when I moved to New York, I abandoned therapy for a while because at the time over the phone wasn't really an option. There was no, (laughs) I'm aging myself. There was no Skype or FaceTime really. So it just kind of went wayward. And it wasn't until I started taking regular trips home and getting back on track with my therapist that my mental health was able to get back to the standard it was. That's why BetterHelp Online Therapy is so incredible. It offers video, phone, and even live chat therapy sessions. You don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. You are not limited to the therapists in your area. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. I recommend BetterHelp to everyone in my life. And our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash Pia. That's better H-E-L-P.com slash Pia. For all your travels, whether you're going abroad, staying domestic, or maybe you want to immerse yourself in a culture, now is the perfect time to start Babbel. Babbel is the language learning app that has sold more than 10 million subscriptions. And it is the way that I am trying very slowly but surely to learn Italian. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, there's still time to learn a new language for you. And especially for me, because obviously I'm busy. So I can just hop on and do my little 10-minute lesson. I'm very thankful for it. Because with Babbel, you really only need the 10 minutes to complete a session. So you can start having real-life conversations, which is the most important thing to me, right? And you can do that in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts. So their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes, which are so effective. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. My mom also has it too. Babbel's a big one in our house right now. And right now, you can save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash Pia. That's babbel.com, B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash Pia for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. You know what I always think about, speaking of the security, whenever we go through, I'm always like, these TSA people hit the fucking jackpot. Oh, they love it. Like, and they how, love I was it. like, I, they're if, so happy. They're right? so happy. Everyone who wore, by the way, with all the stressors going on in, in the, you know, behind the scenes, it's the happiest group of people like the bartenders, no. like we had good. such no, a good time. Did I message you and say like the bartenders were like, we yeah, had the most you did, you did. like I was like, these are the happiest, nicest guys. No, our employees are the best. They're the best. And we go through, you know, a big part of our DNA is our recruitment and training. Mm-hmm. Ha- because I mean, it has to be right. It has to be. And like sure, and crazy background checks. business. Yes. Crazy background checks. Sure. Every service company, it is part of their DNA. But for us, because of the caliber of clientele that we serve, we want to make sure that A, you're trustworthy. B, you're not, you know, not shocked when we see stars and stuff. Mm-hmm. C, that you can operate in moments of high stress. C, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It takes a really special person to work at PS and the bar is very high. And I appreciate that, that you said that. It's something we focus on and our people are the best. Like, and we have almost 200 employees now. 
when we open in Atlanta and Miami, we'll probably have another two-ish hundred. Wow. So probably have 400 or so next year. And then, you know, one day when we open New York, uh, we're super focused on getting that going. Oh, New That'll York. Be another oh, gonna be I know. Which airport? Uh, JFK? JFK, yeah. Yeah, so cool. Which is a yeah. shithole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, airports are a shithole, by the way. I just want to say, not because they were designed that way, just because, because like, you have to appreciate that these projects were built for like population sizes like 20 years ago. I know that I can't even imagine trying. I mean, I know you, when you go to an airport that's clearly being remodeled and you can see like, it's like, we're all like, I know people are trying. Like, yeah, they're know, trying, like, but, but by the way, even when it's done, they're then behind already. <laughs> right. Completely. It's hard to get ahead of it. It's hard to get. There's always construction delays and the, you know, population growth. I always feel like there needs to be people designing these public spaces who are like not designers or like realtors or it needs to be in conjunction with people who like study psychology and, you know, there just has there because it's it's so much more of like, I mean, our experience coming back from Italy this last time was awful. Like it was, I mean, it's, and by the way, it's like everyone, how often are you looking at your phone and you're seeing people who are like, you know, it feels like everybody was in fucking Europe this summer. And then, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, we're at the airport. It's every man for himself. My bag is gone. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone coming back was like, don't do it. (laughs) Just don't do it. Don't do it. Stay home. (laughs) (laughs) Europe was not worth it. The most savage like series of posts on everybody's Instagram that was like, and we're back to reality. (laughs) I feel like airports and the DMV. It just yeah. like turns everyone into a monster. It turns everyone into a weird, you know, I don't know what it is. It's so, <laughs> by the way, funny, quick story. The first time I was able, lucky enough to use PS was with, in conjunction with a skincare brand. And it was like something that happened. It was like a long time ago. And I had like a shitty, very cheap, like back of the plane ticket for a JetBlue flight to New York. But they were like, we'd love for you to. And I was like, oh my God, great, cool. And everyone was like, did you just take the most luxury <laughs> experience to your shitty flight? <laughs> and I was like, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Because I don't need a luxury airport. I'll sleep on a plane. I'll sleep in economy. Fine. It's the airport that really was the camera. <laughs> I mean, no one, no one's complaining about planes, right? Like, no. And by the time you got to your plane seat, you feel like you've macheted through a jungle that like you're just like happy to be there, right? It's the yeah. airport. That's the issue. <laughs> macheted through a jungle is really what the airport feels like. Oh right? Yeah. Like, you know that feeling when you finally get to your seat, you're like, ah. Yeah. By the way, now, you know, it's really funny. I can see when like, like a very famous person recently post a photo of her, her family and their dog. And they were like, ready to take off. Like, and they, they didn't say where they were, but I was like, oh, that's the outdoor dog area. P.S. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because there's like, isn't there yeah. like a barbecue? Yeah. Like we, there's an outdoor bar, you can grill, play bocce ball, like. You know, we have service out there, you know, dogs play around there, kids play play around there. It's um Yeah, there's for no, kids to good. play. There's and again, a dog that was on. one thing where we're like, why don't airports have outdoor areas? We're in LA. The weather's amazing. Like 
let's it, have an outdoor I know area. There should be such an outdoor area, especially so many people travel with their animals. It's like when you love before getting on a long plane ride to just be outside until the last second, right? Yeah. Yes. At airports don't have that. Right. And it's, I think so much in the world, we're so paralyzed by the way we have done things mm-hmm. and we continue to do the world. Well, you know, well, it's always been that way. So it's like, well, why? And it doesn't need to be like, just do it differently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's obviously not easy, but there's so many examples of that. And the airport just by virtue of, of the vintage of their construction most of the times have been built, you know, decades ago. There's so much room for innovation. Well, you're doing that. Thank you. Thank you, Pia. Thank you for coming on. It's so fascinating. I love this. I love catching up with you. I know. We also need to just like hang out and get our We should. Can we do a, can we do another episode where I'm asking you questions? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. Because I hate my, I get paralyzed when I have to do like a solo episode and I'm just sitting in this room by myself, like talking to myself. So I would actually, that would be. I'll do it anytime. I'm serious. <laughs> I have so many crazy. questions. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Amina. Thank we're actually, you. by Thanks the way, we're, we're using it when we leave. We're going to Italy again next month. Oh, yay. And I, I told Davide and he was like, Amore, yes. Because like just <laughs> last time it was just so, you know, our bags and the thing and then the traffic, you know, it was just so, he was like, so he, you know what he said? He goes, then we should bring the dog. <laughs> because, uh-huh. because he was like, now it's such an easier. Yeah, thing. now it makes it easier. Now the joy of travel is back. Yeah. We don't need to bring the dog to Italy. He has this fantasy <laughs> of the dog being in Italy. <laughs> but Italy, the, the dog doesn't know it's in Italy or Pasadena or whatever. It's his fantasy to see the dog in Sicily. Like, it's, it's like. <laughs> stupid Uh, all right well thank you so much thank you this was awesome and by the way you can follow ps on instagram what's the handle it's at it's at reserve ps great wonderful all right thank you thank you bye s on instagram what's the handle it's at it's at reserve ps great wonderful all right thank you thank you bye Since this episode is so travel heavy, I thought it was important to connect with Dr. Abascal of the CDPH to discuss the importance of vaccination and especially debunk any myths that you guys may have seen on the internet regarding the vaccine for pregnancy, breastfeeding people, and children. Dr. Abascal, thank you for taking the time to speak to me. I'm happy to. Um, I have a 14 month old, so I am, you know, obviously very interested about the latest vaccines available for infants and toddlers. And I think most of us, you know, a lot of my friends in particular who have young kids just felt like they had a little bit more questions about whether that's just as safe as it is for adults. And so I would love for you to clear up any misconceptions or educate us a little bit more on those infant vaccines. Yeah, sure. I'm happy to. Um, should I just start? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so actually, uh, I have a 20-month-old. <gasps> Congratulations. 20? Yeah. He's about <laughs> to turn two. And I'm about to have a, a son now. Uh, You're in pregnant? Weeks. In two weeks? Yeah. This is actually my last day working before ah! on maternity leave. So, Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So, I mean, I, I just want to like mention that um, just so like I'm also a mother. So like for me, yeah. it wasn't just about the work I do, the research I do, but also about the decision to vaccinate 
my children, well, my daughter and eventually my son. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely something that's very close to me personally and obviously to my work as well. And I, I think as I look more into it, I'm more convinced that vaccination is just necessary for this age group, mm. right? We've seen this idea that the pandemic is getting better, which it is, right? We're not seeing the same amount of death, the same amount of hospitalizations. But if we really um, stratify that by ages, we see that it's not the same for every age group. So mm. since, since uh, older groups are dying less we see an overall de- drop of death but if we actually zoom in into the youngest groups uh, that's not happening for them so like in january february we saw the record hospitalizations and deaths in under five-year-olds actually covid oh i didn't yeah. know that yeah it's and and that's that's a thing like nobody really knows that and it's just so tough breaking into this misconception that covid doesn't do anything to kids mm. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, that's something that has been, uh, ever since the pandemic started, has been talked about not only like by lay people, but also like doctors, right? Yeah. So this is like a, an idea that has really permeated through. And now that we're like, oh, no, wait, ch- children are actually ending up in the hospital. It's like, oh, we actually need a vaccine for them. So just really tough navigating all of these like ideas that are out there. and without knowing the real data and that's so this recommendation is for what it's like over 2 million in california and then over like 20 million in the united states right yeah incredible amount of people i mean if you just think like (laughs) that many people what do you think is better pfizer or moderna are they equal is there any benefits to either especially when it comes to children yeah so it's actually actually a good question so uh, this is a bit different to what happened with uh, with adults and, and older children, which in which vaccines like were approved separately. So uh, for young children under five, um, both vaccines were approved at the same time. So we had the opportunity to see the data side by side, and the mm. FDA had the opportunity to do that in terms of efficacy, safety. I think the Biggest, both vaccines work really well. That's why they were approved. And both vaccines um, ha- are are safe. So in terms, I mean, the big the big buckets are full up. The biggest difference here is in terms of the doses. So Pfizer, the bet of Pfizer was like the lowest dose um, that would grant protection, but will have the least side effects. While Moderna, uh, their bet was more on like a higher dose that will be more effective, but still safe. So that created like two different vaccine strategies. So mm. Pfizer has a lower dose of vaccine, uh, one-tenth of the adult dose, but that makes it not strong enough. So children that age actually need three doses to complete their primary vaccine series, right? So adults for Pfizer need two. Younger children, that also is so small that they actually need three to have protection from the vaccine. So this really makes the period of wait for protection longer. So children might end up being protected more than 11 weeks after they receive their first dose. So this might not be like appealing for some parents that want to get them vaccinated ASAP. On the other hand, Moderna has a, a little bit of a higher dose. It's one fourth. It's still way smaller than the adult dose, but it's only two vaccines. So you would expect your child to be fully protected in a month and a half. 
So it's like more than less than half of the time that you have to wait for the Pfizer to kick in. But uh, with that said, I mean, they, they both work It's well. the same, there's, yeah. Yeah, there's no wrong answer to that. And many, many pediatric offices have one or the other. So that really, I think for me, that's what really drives the decision. Yeah, it's just what's readily available. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, having a, we both have young children, all of her vaccines seem to be multiple doses. <laughs> it's like, it's it never ends. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is perfect for you because you're pregnant. I was pregnant during COVID and when the first vaccines came out and, you know, when all of this first started, so many of my friends were pregnant. I was pregnant and everybody kind of like, didn't know what to do. It was a little scary thinking about getting a vaccine while you're pregnant. What what are the recommendations for pregnant mothers? Yeah, and I think that was like very big. We know that pregnant women were not included in the initial clinical trial. So that's obviously a red flag for everybody. And it was the recommendation came out as like, yeah, pregnant women sh- probably should get the vaccine, but uh, talk to your provider. So, it But isn't it those. normal to not test these things on a pregnant woman? Because isn't you know, if we're speaking in terms of like clinical testing, it's not often that you clinically test something on a pregnant person. Yes. Uh, I think that's a, a, well, a topic that's very close to my heart now. Yeah. So it can I, seem like it's alarming, but that's very, that's just kind of standard practice. It yeah. doesn't mean that something is bad. Yeah. 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 And, but at the same time, it's harming pregnant women, right? Like we're, yeah, not, exactly. We are protecting them, but like leaving them out of all of the new technologies we're developing you know it's it's tough tough. you know it's a tough call Uh, but but yeah so eventually we found out that uh, the vaccine works great with pregnant women there's Mm -hmm. no issues and as more information came out we now know that COVID is actually pretty dangerous for pregnant women so pregnancy is a high risk uh, condition to for severe COVID-19, not only for the mother, but also for, for the baby. So uh, we saw a lot of premature deaths, babies that weren't growing right. So definitely pregnant women turned into a priority for vaccinations. Um, and that's something we know. I, I got, so the vaccine was not available during my first pregnancy, um, but I got it while I was breastfeeding. And then I got the booster shot with this pregnancy. So um, definitely something that that I highly recommend. And I think it's common practice now for doctors to recommend it uh, right now. Absolutely. My, yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I only bring up the pregnancy and testing thing because I think a lot of people were saying, oh, but they didn't test it on pregnant people. But I'm like, that's just standard. It's not a reason to use it against. And yes, like I personally know people in my life that got, COVID when they were pregnant and, you know, didn't have optimal, optimal outcomes. And so I just think, yeah, I mean, it would. Yeah. And I mean, we also have to understand, like we have clinical trials, clinical trials are the first step in approving the vaccine. And that's information we have until a certain point, right? Mm-hmm. By this point of time, we have enough information. We have more real life data than what the clinical trials mm-hmm. have. So like right now saying like, oh, they weren't testing pregnant women. Well, actually, they are. No, the thousands of millions of pregnant women around the world have gotten it without an issue, and they've been followed. Like, there's research on it now. So, I think like we have enough information in pregnant women to 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 make a case for it. 
that's where like for smaller children like we we only have at this moment clinical trials real life data is 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 coming up but slower so definitely like a different like conversation Mm. to have yeah can any of the antibodies go to the baby when you're pregnant yeah yeah so there's some research that shows that uh, antibodies can pass through the placenta and actually um, last for a couple of weeks a couple of months after birth and then we also know that antibodies pass through breast milk so oh. yeah that there's like continued protection there oh that's amazing um so they get it from they'll get a little bit from the womb up to six months and then you can continue giving it to them through the breast milk yeah i mean the other the thing there with the breast so this is something we call passive immunity so just as a comparison of active immunity active immunity is your body has the ability to create its own antibodies mm-hmm. through vaccination or prior, prior infection. Passive immunity is like your body's not generating its own antibodies. We're like consuming them. So mm. the baby is getting the antibodies through mother's milk. So they have what the mother is providing them, mm. right? Um, the moment that breastfeeding stops or antibody levels in the mom uh, drop, then baby doesn't receive as much antibody. So that's like what is dependent on, on, on this type of uh, immunity. And that's why it's important to vaccinate them once they turn six months. Got it. There is obviously a lot of misinformation on the internet, <laughs> uh, which must be very frustrating for you considering this is your full job and your career. Um, what do you think are the best resources for people to find actual real scientific information? I think, I mean, I think asking people to go read the science is asking too much of them. Like who, yeah. could, who has time to, for that? Who can do that? So my first answer for that is talk to your, if you have a healthcare team, if you have a doctor you trust, talk to them. Um, make sure you, you, you ask them all the questions you have talk to your pediatrician, talk to your doctors, and then um, then go to the sources, right? So even though there's like a lot of scientific uh, papers going out, that's my job to read them, right? That's your doctor's <laughs> job to read them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trust the people that actually read those, okay? Like make sure you're talking to people that are informed. And then there's there's sources such as the CDC, the the California like the California Department of Public Health has great resources out there. There's a lot of presence in social media. Um, just be sure that you are reading something that it has like scientific fun, fun, foundations in it, because yeah. that's where misinformation kicks in. Yeah, I mean, it's so amplified on Instagram, and it's so. Um, can be so divisive, you know, and I'm so thankful to have someone like you on here to, it's so incredible that you're a mother and that you're pregnant. I think that was really like the scariest part for a lot of women is not knowing what to do with their bodies when they're pregnant, what to do with their children to protect them the best. My daughter had COVID. It was a pretty awful experience, you know, and, and what parent doesn't want to protect their child. Where can parents take their children to get the vaccine? Yeah, yeah, great question. So we know that for older kids and adults, we could just walk into a pharmacy and get a vaccine, right? CVS, Walgreens, whatever. For children, it's under three. 
Um, there's a, a regulation that like pharmacies cannot vaccinate young children, except if they have a um, like a special clinic for it. So if you want to uh, search, like get them vaccinated at a pharmacy, just make sure they have the, the service. It's not that common. So the best bet and what we are asking parents to do is that if you have a pediatrician, go to your pediatrician's office and they're likely to have the vaccine there and have all the information to do that. Uh, you, can, you can find the vaccine in online in your turn.com. Um, and that's that's like you just say where you live and they will share uh, vaccination vaccines that are available next uh, close to you. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us. I am honored that this is your last <laughs> meeting. Please enjoy the rest of your pregnancy. Please have a safe birth and major congratulations. Yeah, thank you very much. And thanks for, for the invitation to talk to you today. Of course, thank you, doctor. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.